This is News Talk 880 and 107.9 KJJR. I'm Ross Strauser, and this is Focus on the Flathead. Welcome to the weekend, everyone. Coming up, we have a very special guest in the studio. A reminder again, a couple great sponsors to talk about this weekend. Three Rivers Bank of Montana and Glacier Grins Pediatric Dentistry. Welcome along, everyone. As always, if you'd like to hear our archives on Focus on the Flathead, it is kjjr.com. That's kjjr.com. You'll find this show and many others at your disposal right now. In the studio this week from Whitefish, Montana, at least uh, from Whitefish now, it is Tom Britz. He's the founder of Glacier Hops Ranch Incorporated. And uh, Tom, for the very first time on the show, welcome. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Ross. Well, uh, Hops is just an exciting new business. It's an uh, uh, exciting new adventure, it seems to me. A really uh, big growing thing in Montana. But uh, let's start with the very simple questions um, in just a few minutes. I want to know about you first, though. Tell us just a little bit about yourself. Native of Minnesota, been here in uh, the Flathead for deepers, uh, 24 years, I think I pulled in. Once I got into the mountains, away from the Midwest, uh, it could never pry me away. But we've been involved here in in uh, the hops business for, I think we're at about seven or eight years now. Wow. I always thought of you as a cowboy. I mean, you're out, you know, always working with the horses and things like that. But that there's kind of a past life. Are you still into that? I'd have to say, honestly, that's a past life. Yeah, uh, I'm retired from competition. We, uh, my wife and I, Annie, we we went down the road competing for almost a dozen years. Uh, we qualified for the national finals in team penning three wow. times and uh, traveled, pulled horses, competed from here to north of Edmonton uh, down to. Uh, the Denver Stock Show, Reno Rodeo, uh, all over the uh, kind of the northwestern quadrant. But that was then, and this is now. And that's hard work, isn't it? Oh, it really is a lifestyle commitment. It's, yeah. it's a lot. And so being retired from that is a good thing. So uh, Glacier Hops came along, and uh, you started this business. Uh, what made you get into the business, uh, the first thought on how to get into it? Well, it wasn't what we're doing right now has nothing to do with why we <laughs> ended up getting into it in the first place. Uh, no, it was a conversation right before the fair in 2012 with Pat McGlynn, our county agent, and uh, I had a parcel of land, and I was thinking about putting a new crop into it, or at least some kind of a forage crop, and she kind of shook her head and said, you know, that isn't a really good crop. If it was good, all the big farmers would be doing it, and it doesn't winter very well here anyway. And then she kind of cocked her head, and she said, have you ever considered growing hops? I hear they should do well in our climate. Really? And that's what started it. I never really thought of Montana as hops country. Well, it hasn't been. And the reality is it's a latitude-sensitive crop. We're actually, I thought we were too far north. And it's actually, we're at the same latitude as northern Bavaria, which is the center of the German hop-growing uh, production region. And so climate-wise, we it's it really needs... Uh, long, long hours of daylight during the growing season. Mm-hmm. And what about temperature? I mean, so we're, the, the climate here is is good for that? That's uh, great. Yeah, oh, no, wow. I yeah. never thought of us on that latitude either. Uh, same as Bavaria. So that's, that's something in itself. Um, and so how did you get started? Um, what were the first things you had to purchase, things like that? Oh, it wasn't even purchasing. It was uh, because I'd never even seen a hop plant up <laughs> close. I knew nothing about it, but... I basically have got about 40 years of business development, marketing experience. So by nature, I'm a researcher. Yeah. So started digging into it. There was very, very little available that was relevant online and uh, did a lot of research, talked to a lot of people, 
built a plan. Pat helped me get a grant from the Montana Department of Agriculture, uh, the Growth Through Agriculture grant. And that got us started. Uh, we built our first hop yard, about an acre. Uh, we put about 17 varieties in in 2013. We planted and uh, absolutely knew nothing about it. And so <laughs> I was the first commercial hop yard in Montana. Man, you were boots in. I mean, oh. just went all the way. It was. Uh, and so when what I learned, how labor intensive and how capital intensive it was, that's part of why we changed our business model. And, and um, it, it's, it's like, I don't know if you've ever seen that graphic, you know, plan versus reality. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's the squiggly line that goes from here to there. Up and down? Yeah, and all over, sometimes in circles. That was, that was what we were. Okay, tell our audience who don't know, you see it on almost every beer, especially IPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is a hop and how does it relate to uh, the beer and every other kind of ale, things like that? So hops, uh, there's four ingredients to be called a beer. Mm -hmm. Water, malt, yeast, and hops. Hops are a flower, Mm -hmm. and they've actually been used in flavoring beer since 1149 A.D. when the baroness or the abbess uh, Hildegard von Bingen in Germany (laughs) said basically prior to that they were uh, using a different herb as a seasoning for it, but it didn't have any protective nature, no antibiotics or anything like that. And so they'd been dabbling with it, and there's a lot of history about how and where, but it's basically the spice. It's the flavoring. The spice of the beer. Yeah, and you have all of these. It's like a spice cabinet for brewers. Well, we're going to find out more about hops and uh, everything that's going on in this business. Uh, We were talking to Tom Britz. He's the founder of Glacier Hops Ranch Incorporated details on uh, that and so much more and where it's headed in the future. You're listening to Focus on the Flathead right here on News Talk 880 and 107.9 KJJR. And we'll be right back right after our break. Hey, this is Dr. Chad with Glacier Grins Pediatric Dentistry, where a kid's smile grows big. As a father of three kids who grew up in the Flathead, I understand how each child can be different. We created a fun and relaxed atmosphere here at Glacier Grins and work hard to make sure each child has a positive experience. We are accepting new patients and have immediate openings available. We are located in Hunt Ranch Plaza between Walmart and Sportsman. Book your appointment online at GlacierGrins.com or call 890-6055. We look forward to meeting you and becoming your dental home. Qualifications and rules apply. See institution for details. Hi, I saw your ad for a checking account that earns interest on my money. Oh, yes, that's our plutonium account, and it requires $50,000 to open. What? How am I supposed to grow my money when I can't even afford to open the account? Introducing Casasa, free checking, where even the smallest balance earns high yields, plus refunds on ATM fees nationwide. To find a Casasa account near you, search K-A-S-A-S-A. Casasa, brought to you by Three Rivers Bank of Montana, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender. We are back on News Talk 880 and 107.9 KJJR. Hope your weekend's going well. Focus on the Flathead, brought to you by Three Rivers Bank of Montana and Glacier Grins Pediatric Dentistry. And our host, Ross Trouser. That's me, I guess. And Tom Britz is here. He's the founder of Glacier Hops Ranch Incorporated. And Tom, you are technically located in Whitefish, Montana. We are. We've got new offices now right behind Safeway on Baker Avenue. Definitely. Uh, i got to stop it and see what it's all about. Um, uh, I've been reading about you a lot. Your first commercial research hop yard in Montana established to test over 40 varieties of hops for aroma, yield, and vigor at a latitude you said this last break, equal to Germany's established hop-growing region. How That's cool. Right. Yeah, we didn't know that. Well, that was a surprise. When I found that out, I was like, wow. 
I better be lucky than good. Did you find that out after you already started the yes. company? Yeah, <laughs> like amazing. two years. Wow. Okay, so uh, what has surprised you most, and what is the hardest thing about getting into the business? What has surprised you most about starting a hop business? Well, first of all, we thought we were going to be a hop farmer. Mm-hmm. That was the intention. Uh, I had a 30-acre piece that we were taking out of pasture land and putting it into this. And so that was what we thought we were going to be doing. We thought we were going to be supplying craft breweries in Montana with locally grown hops. And that sounded like a good idea, but I'm telling you what, I, you know, the, it is the most uh, capital-intensive and labor-intensive <laughs> crop out there. It's right up there with wine grapes. Okay. Okay, a uh, question for me is, how do you harvest hops? Is this all by hand, or the, is there actually a machine that harvests hops? Well, on a large scale, there are these uh, combines that some of the large farms do use. They're, they're labor savings. They run about a million bucks a piece, and <laughs> you're not going to use that on a one-acre, a four-acre, a 12-acre, even a 100-acre uh, uh, operation. But uh, at a certain point, they do make some sense. But it is mechanized, and it's labor-intensive. And you get them out of the field because they grow on 18-foot-tall trellises. Wow. And you have to string twine, this coconut husk twine. You've got to string every spring, and then you've got to hand-train them to grow clockwise with the sun. Oh, and my gosh. They grow, they'll grow, we measured it with tape, and they'll grow 10 to 12 inches a day in uh, the month of June during the peak of the growing season when I'm, they're going up to the top of the trellis. It's wild to Like watch. You, you probably can hear it. It's growing so fast. Uh, <laughs> darn near, darn near, yeah. If you whisper. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is amazing, and, and there's a whole process after it's harvested, and you started talking about that last break, but you start um, drying it and baling it. So when you get it off of the harvester, we actually had a uh, German hop harvester because the local John Deere dealer, for some reason, doesn't carry these. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we actually imported a, a harvester from Germany. And so you, you actually take the, separate the the bind. It's actually, it's not a vine. It's actually a Bind with a B. That's correct. It's, there's a difference between them. Yeah. And the leaves and all the stems and all that kind of stuff, you separate those from the flowers. And then typically uh, what you'll do, if you're not do, if the brewery isn't using it for fresh hops, uh, if you've heard of these fresh hop seasonal ales, otherwise, in order to preserve these flowers, you've got to dry them. So you typically will dry them at 125 to 159 degrees Fahrenheit for five to nine hours and then after they're dried, then they'll lay on a concrete floor with fans, and con- it's called conditioning, where the driest ones kind of migrate their moisture to the, uh, or I should say the, the dampest ones to the driest ones, so it evens out. So you go from 80, 75 to 80% moisture content on average to 8 to 11% moisture content. Wow. Then you've got to bale them with these big hydraulic balers. It's a bale that's about the size of a... A straw bale, a big straw bale, and except they weigh two hundred pounds a piece, and they've got a wrapper. <laughs> you don't just it. throw those on a truck. No, no, I don't care who you are. And then, um, then you've got to freeze them because they they are. It's a food product. It does degrade because there's resins and oils and all kinds of compounds that can degrade. So then you have to keep it frozen until you later you bring it back, run it through a hammer mill, and you extrude pellets. And pellets are typically the way brewers measure and use them in 
their brewing process. Now, you talked about oils off the air a little bit. Now, um, the essential oils, hop oil, is that what it's called? Hop soil with a Z, like Pennzoil. Hop zoil. Yes. <laughs> How cool is that? That's a great name. Did you come up with that? Yeah. Hop zoil. Yes. Okay, so that is the concentrated hop that you would actually use in the brewing fermentation. It's the... It's the es- the essence of the aroma. And remember, yeah. so the hops add flavor and aroma uh, to beer. And so what we've done is we've taken it out. If you think about when they add the hops into the beer, it's kind of like making a tea, if you will. So we've gotten rid of all the biomass. And we we started working with Clydendale Fisher here locally uh, in, in the uh, Flathead Valley. And uh, a former mint still, uh, distillery. Uh, there were 20 years ago, there were about 15 of them here, and we started testing it. We started actually with the uh, uh, Montana State University Ag Research Station and then a USDA research station over in Prosser, Washington to do our own on a very, very small scale. Started working with the Fishers, found that we could do it here. It's been quite a journey. Well, Tom, we are sadly out of time, and I want you to come back because what an education this has been for me to learn just about your business. I know there's so much more to it. I mean, you were the at-large director of Hop Growers of America. Is that still a thing for you? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, I'm no longer on the board, uh, but we are going to the Hop Convention next week, actually. Where do they hold the Hop Convention? Uh, this year, it's in Portland. It's been Jeepers, Bend, Oregon, uh, Palm Springs. They really like going to someplace warm. Well, uh, congratulations on building a business. I know you've uh, put your heart and soul into this, and congratulations on you know everything that you've done and going from one way of life to a total other way of life and building a hops business right here in the Flathead. And uh, we want to learn more about you. I'm going to invite you back for a second show here very Thank soon. Thank you, and I'll, I'll bring an IPA for you. <laughs> okay. Tom Britz, and your, is your wife in on this too? I just got to meet her recently. No, she's not, and uh, she's really happy about that. <laughs> Tom Britz has been our guest here. Focus on the Flathead, sponsored again by Three Rivers Bank of Montana and Glacier Grins Pediatric Dentistry. This is KJJR News Talk 880 and 107.9. Have a great weekend.